Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled A Time to Harvest. It was written by Brian Sammons, Charles P. Zaglanis, Glenn Owen Barras, and Mike Mason, and it's available on the Chaosium website. Jeff Wilkins is our game master, and this is Chapter 1, Episode 3. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. All right. Uh, we left things off last time with a little bit of chaos early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, started off early, and uh, people were starting to wake up. People were starting to go into morning routines, and then there was a whole commotion over some footprints outside, both big and small. And as people were called outside, and I believe Jack was out getting gear ready to make some casts. Um, and then uh, Tug happened to see something. See something. And what, so, what did, you, what did you see? Because I'm sure other students are now. So I'm, I'm like this, and I'm I'm actually holding on to to Hank. Uh, what's his name? And. Uh, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god! Did you guys see it? Did you see it? None of you saw it. <laughs> you're you're muted. Uh, uh, little feet, little feet. Little yeah, feet. yeah, yeah. Little feet. But there was a figure, right? It was actually there was there was a. a, 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 a um... I thought I saw someone short. Very short. Yeah, he was like two feet high. He was all hairy. He looked like 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 a mole man. So as we walk over to where Tug is gesticulating, uh, I assume that the the creature is gone. Did we roll to see if we looked it looked in it, or was it like a? Uh, I know Tug saw it, but were any of the rest of us around when this figure was there? You guys were around. I'm I'm imagining it that pretty much everybody's outside the house now, kind of looking at all these footprint tracks. Right. And then it was only Tug who actually saw it, and then he sort of screamed. Okay, and good. It ran. It like disappeared. So the rest of us would not be remiss if we were skeptical of Tug's right. eyesight this early in the morning. Exactly. Yes. No. 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 It was. It was like. Well. I don't know what. Oh, but are you sure it was no, covered it was, with it hair? Was, you you said was, you saw it through the shrubbery. No, no, it came out of the shrubbery. It was it was hunting a rabbit, and it had a knife in its hand, and it was what like uh, what what you say? And it looks like a mole man. Yeah, because it had like a nose like this. With little You're sure you didn't okay. see a large mole? Um, a mole with a knife? Hunting a rabbit? Are you crazy? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever no, heard. Uh, it's just a little man. I'm not and he made, crazy. He made, he made the little feet. We're going to call you, him. We're going to call him Littlefoot. But you know it is crazy. If you really did see something like this and it's anywhere nearby, we obviously have to go after it. Uh, which way did it go? Uh, Honest to God, I, 
I grabbed uh, Henry. I grabbed Henry, and I just uh, I <laughs> I, I think it went that way into the woods, but it could have gone anywhere. It's like an animal. The rabbit went that way. So if I remember correctly, I was actually taking a plaster cast of one of the imprints of the foot. You know, Charlie and I, Charlie and I were working on that. Speaking of the foot, Jeff, I looked to see if there's any fresh tracks leading in the direction that he said the rabbit went. Okay. And if there aren't any there, any fresh tracks, because we're obviously losing time. All right. want to go after it. Uh, let me do a couple things here. So let's do, first of all, Charlie, I think you, if I'm remembering correctly, you had a role last episode. So I'm going to give you an option uh, whether or not you even want to roll sanity for all these footprints, big or small. Um, if you feel like your mind is rationalizing it, then I'm okay well, with that. I'm, I mean, I am trying to rationalize it, but that's... I mean, unless it's something extremely weird or strange, um, like if it was a half human, half bear, paw print or something, mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't find it too strange. Okay, but the rest of you, I'm going to ask for sanity roll for the footprints first. Okay. And it's just going to be a one or a two. So if you pass one, if you fail two. It's just enough to be like, you know, this whole thing is weird. I passed for the footprints, but I'm going to probably take a couple for the... Yep, so I'm going to ask you. I will, I will roll for sanity um, due to the fact that this was me while we were sleep, meaning that there's somebody out here. So that might spook me. Okay. Uh, it, the roll is against your current sanity before you lose the one. Correct. What if you roll exactly your sanity? That's a pass. All right. I got a 75 out of... Yeah, I failed mine, so I took another hit. But I suppose that means as I look back at the tracks now that he's described the thing, I'm barely <laughs> keeping it together. Mm -hmm. Right. So. There's, there's an equal amount of skepticism yeah. and fear kind of battling, right? Now, Tug, I'm going to ask you to roll uh, a second time because you actually saw this creature. Oh, I, I just did that. Okay. So did you pass or fail? I failed. Okay, so one one d four. Oh, okay. Well, I okay. I give myself two, but I'll I'll do one d four just to be. I got a one, but I'm going to take two. Okay, there you go. That's a champ. Because I'm breathing hard, and because I I need to sit down. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. I'm rattled, but I have a clipboard full of chores and tasks to accomplish. So yes, I probably and won't I'm, I'm going to go look at the plaster cast and make sure it flip it over, it's dry, make sure it looks like a foot or something, you know. Yeah. So I'm not completely discounting what Tug has said, but I you know You're trying to get focused on Yeah, let's yeah. let's let's stick with the facts here. Yeah. And what we can see and what we can you know, let's be scientists here. Yeah. Uh let me get back to Jerry then because he wanted to go over and look at the tracks where Tug was. Mm -hmm. Um yes. Jerry, Jerry, could you give me, I'll let you choose. If you have tracking, you can roll tracking. Otherwise, you can do a spot hidden. What if I have tracking, but my spot hidden is better? Yeah, that's, it's up to you. There you go. I'm a kind GM sometimes. Um, is it possible to uh, push something like this, given that I'm looking for the tracks, but 
I also got him to say at least which way the rabbit went. So maybe I can narrow my search. Sure. Okay. Um, can you remind me the mechanic for what happens when you push it? It's basically a push roll is, is just a reroll basically. Ah. It's just that usually if, it, if you fail it now on a push roll, something worse will happen. Yes, well that uh, is what just occurred. Okay. So you're just kind of like, kind of lost now. And in fact, in your searching for the tracks, you're stepping on the tracks that were there. So now anybody else who wants to come and look, they're going to have an extra hard time now because you just kind of stomped all over the area. Now, couldn't he have spent luck as opposed to pushing the roll? Yep, I'm okay just, with luck. Uh, yeah, just letting you know that's also yeah. a possibility, Thank, George. Thanks for reminding me. Um, the uh, I would have had to have been extraordinarily lucky to uh, okay. Uh, okay. That uh, yeah, because you'll need it later. That's, yeah, 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 no worries. When I get lost in the woods and they come, all men come after me with knives, and then you need it. Faces, you then I'll, yeah. Need it. <laughs> so I've kind of um, I've grabbed Henry and I've taking him over to the side and I'm like, I've got him like this. And I'm trying to convince him that I saw what I saw. Time, time out. Cause I know we have a lot of NPCs and a lot of names. So I'm going to try and correct you right now. It's not Henry. Harry. It's Harold, Harry Higgins, Harry Higgins. Sorry. Right. So his Harry. nickname is Harry. Yep. I got it right here. Now. Yep. So, so you're hold on. What, what I'm like, I'm going to say, it's true. I really did see it. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, dude. And he's now he's thinking that I'm pulling some prank on him. And he's probably, he's probably, he's good for, he's good at that. You know, he, he, he'll be in with you. He's like, yeah, let's get him. Let's trick him. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at his picture. He looks like uh, somebody who'd be down for that. Come on. <laughs> All right, I'm kind of playing both these characters. <laughs> your your casting is coming up uh, the way you want it to. Everything's coming out. Mm -hmm. um, unless there's anything special you want to do, I'm going to move on. No, go for it. Yeah, I'm just you know I'm just I'm collecting evidence. Let's put, I, I guess for lack of a better term. Sure. And I, I'm still gonna you know it's still early morning. Still going to drink coffee. I'm going to keep an eye. I see, you know, uh, I see Jerry wandering in circles. You know, I keep my eye on him to make sure he doesn't wander too far. You know, I make sure Charlie's okay. Checking on her, you know, just kind of, you know, being the dad, I guess, for lack of a better term. What is Robert Blaine doing at this time? Yeah, he's, he's basically doing the exact same thing you are. Mm -hmm. He's trying to He's not really intervening much at all. He's he's caught up in all the chaos too. Like he's confused. He's looking at the tracks. He doesn't understand it either. Um, but there is a certain level of he's he's a little bit more pulled back than everybody else because he's just kind of like trying to like a mother hen. He's just trying to mm -hmm, mm -hmm. keep everybody and he's watching people and you know that sort of thing. And so this is going to be our first day, for those of us who are in geology, this is going to be our first day on the dig. Yes. Yep. So this is day two of, of the, quote, field trip. Um, and the plan is, is that you guys are going to now split up into your different groups. You've got your, what I'm calling a geology group, 
and then your folklore group. Um, now, I did think I, I may have be repeating myself, but I thought of a good way to handle this so that we don't necessarily have to split the party and have like one group just basically doing nothing while everybody else is doing something else. Is that you guys can feel free to jump to NPC characters if right. you feel like you want to ask questions. Okay. Yeah, did we want to divide those up? I think Tom said that he was playing Harold Higgins. Yeah. Okay. Does anybody else have any uh, preferences on? We, I know. Uh, I thought we did this we last, them last time. Yeah. Did we? I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. Yes. Who did I uh, likewise. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I remember I who I picked. The list. I'll recognize it when I look back at the list. Um, I don't know if I picked Laszlo. Jerry, I think you picked Jason Trent. And what was his summary description? I don't know. Shy black uh, black hair. That's, that's gotta be that's uh yeah, that's that's correct. Jason Trent. Yeah, shy, sullen. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, now, hold on one second, because Jerry, you're in the folklore and Jason is also in the folklore. Uh, that, that's who I tried to pick. Um Right. So I think it was like, the idea is that you was, would jump to Was there like a, a geology guy who was a uh, let's Maybe see. an upper class. You guy. could do Lewis Gibbons. Lewis Gibbons, yeah. Because he's geology. The piano guy. Or... That sounds familiar. Yeah, maybe. Sounds okay, I, I found yeah. the right email now. I'll, I'll do. Leave. I'll do Terrence Laszlo. The snob. Shocking. Shocking. I'll be I'll be I'm Harold Higgins. Why can't the English teach their children how to speak? And Charlie, do you have a preference? Uh, no preference. I'm actually trying to locate this list. Uh, I got, you got uh, I think William Noakes. I think is your only option. What about Clarice? She's in geology. I thought she was uh she she was into chemistry for some reason. Yeah, I got chemistry major here. That's that could be geology. Yeah, that's sort of the. I think we've basically divided it up between science and the arts because yeah. you know my guy is uh, archaeology, right. not not geology. So you know it's kind of like your rock hounds and your yeah. scientists or your poets. Yep, exactly. So which group shall we deal with first? Yeah, so what, what I'm going to say is uh, after the whole co sort of commotion of the footprints dies down, people are starting to get ready. They're, they're packing their bags for like a day trip. Um, and there's a knock on the door, front door. I'm in the house with a broom or something, so I'll go answer the front door. And when you open the front door, you see there's two gentlemen standing there. One you obviously recognize immediately. It's the sheriff. Wonderful. And the second gentleman is an older guy, maybe like in his early 50s. Okay. And I'll say, good morning, Sheriff. Good morning. Um, how may how I help did, you, sir? How did you guys make out last night? Everything okay? A few bad dreams, but, you know, nothing to write home about. Everybody made it through the night. And we're just uh, packing up to head out to the site. Is there anything I can do for you? 
no, everything's okay. Just uh, stopping by, and also I'm dropping off uh, Joe here. This is Joe Harlow. Uh, he's the driver that you guys are going to be using oh. for geology students. And I put out my hand and I shake his hand. Mr. Harlow? Yep. Jack and, Parsons. Uh, nice to meet you, sir. And uh, he uh, very um, uh, average looking, I guess you would say. He, he looks like salt of the earth kind of guy. Like uh, okay. He's got overalls on. Uh, Jeff, were we all presumed to be back in the house, or were some of us still doing things outside, perhaps? Uh, I was assuming you guys kind of went back into the house, but if there was something else you wanted to no, do? Nothing, no, nothing else that's different. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, hearing someone at the door, uh, I come up uh, near the end of the conversation. Sure, yep. Uh, say, I'm... Sheriff, uh, do you uh, get a lot of uh, reports of wild animals uh, around here coming up to... Uh, houses nearby houses things like that yeah I, I guess you would say that i mean nothing i i wouldn't say unusual i mean we are out in the middle of the boonies here so what about really large moles I mean, sort of like cox's head a little bit and large how large i give i give jerry the the, el the elbow the <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I didn't see it myself. Uh, one of the other guys, uh, I don't know, I was just surprised at how big it was. I just uh, wondered uh, more about the local wildlife. Uh, I uh, do some hunting sometimes. Uh, I like observing nature. Anything uh, interesting or uh, particularly uh, special about the local wildlife? No, I can't say I would, I would use the word special. Uh, we are in Vermont, so there are bears. So I would caution you to, you know, be cautious of that. Well, thank you, Sheriff. Uh, I'll pass that along. I'm, uh, well, if it was a bear, it was a tiny cub, not a large mole. <laughs> but I think he would have recognized a bear. Yeah, that's that's a hard one to mix up a mole and a bear. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you plan on doing any hunting while you're here? Maybe. Uh, anything else I should watch out for other than bears? Any particularly good hunting? Uh, no, you're in a good area. Um, just, I mean, obviously be aware of your neighbors. Don't go shooting at anything you don't know what it is. No, uh, I, uh, if I don't know what it is, I'm more likely to want to observe it than shoot it. Well, thank you for uh, stopping and uh, checking on our sheriff. Yep. All right, now you guys be good, and he he heads off, and uh, Joe sort of left, and he's just sort of whatever you guys want, whatever you guys need, he'll be there if you need him, basically. Okay. Well, maybe he can help us load. I mean, did he bring his own truck? You know, he we are we hiring him and his truck? Uh, I don't know if you remember, but the the um, the university, uh, you guys drove here in two cars yes. and a truck. Okay, so he's oh, just he's using that. Truck. He's just saving us time, basically. Saving he time. knows, yeah. Okay. He knows all the roads. He knows the quick ways to get places. He knows the out of way spots that the average Joe doesn't know. So it's it's really like a almost like uh, a guide. Jeff, I didn't want to interrupt the uh, conversation, but yeah. I would like to have rolled uh, psychology uh, to see if the sheriff. Uh, hesitated in any suspicious manner or had an odd look when I said large mole. Okay. 
Well, I am going to go ahead and uh, spend uh, two luck in order to make that roll. All right. Um, it definitely got a slight reaction out of him in that he kind of like looked at you a little weird. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean by a large mole? So like it was a, it was a mix of confusion and, you know, day what two. If, what have you kids been smoking? Exactly. What What are you guys up to already? But not in the sense that he actually recognized a reference to a large mole, just okay. that he found it strange. Yes. Uh, all right. So I say to Jack, is asking about large moles really that strange? Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I was worried that you were going to explain the rest of the situation with the footprints and this knife that he was supposedly carrying while he hunts rabbits, you know. Well, only one of us saw that. Exactly. But no, I'm uh, expecting that uh, if the sheriff is uh, any kind of capable uh, tracker, it should be of people. Well, if he were a capable tracker, mm -hmm. that is. Uh, although from what we uh, saw before, it seems like he might be more interested in tracking us. Yeah, he's going to keep his eye on us, but we know that. So uh, Blaine kind of calls everybody together, and he just gives you some brief pep talk, um, talks about you guys splitting up. Uh, he says today he's going to go with the geology crew, uh, get them started first. Meanwhile, the folklore group, they can head into town. And really, the town is yours to explore. Um, mm -hmm. you know, interview who you want to interview, talk to who you want to talk to. Be aware that some of these people may not be friendly towards you. Some might be welcoming. It's really just navigating people. Um, the, the dig, I've got a spot picked out. Uh, we're going to start there, and then uh, uh, we'll just we'll just see how the day goes. We're, there's still I was listening to the um, the radio, and the storm is probably another day off, so we should be totally fine today. Um, it's going to be a hot one though because the, the the humidity is moving in, uh, so it's going to be hot and sticky. But other than that, we should be fine. Now, is this the same site of the previous dig? No, this is going to be a different site. Okay. How far, are, you know, between these two sites? Uh, what's the the total distance? Uh, you can see Blaine sort of thinking. He's trying to like. He says, "If if I had to guess, it's probably maybe about three to four miles." So we're going to be in the in the general vicinity, we're still going to be at the, the base of the mountain, um, the Green Mountains, but uh, we, we won't necessarily be in that exact area. And just to give you guys a rough, um, the scenario written is vague on where these locations are, so if I'm vague, that's why I'm like, I just ask you to bear with me if I give you, if I say it's two miles and later on I say it's three miles, you know, obviously. Um, just to give you a rough basis though, you, you basically, your guys, your, your house is about a mile or two out of the central town area. So you're kind of like out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Um, you got the central town, you got the river, you got the bridge crossing over, which you guys are probably going to be going past to get to the foothills. 
and then that's where the dig site's going to be. So roughly everything's going to be like pretty much within a five to 10 mile radius. Mm -hmm. So Blaine, if you find anything human, will you save it for us? He looks like a, sorry, human? Well, I assume if you happen to excavate something that's not, uh, well, rocks and more rocks that uh, you'll uh, take care and set it aside for uh, or call the police humanities scholars yeah yeah absolutely I mean I, I don't expect to find anything like that but yeah I mean if, if we happen to come across something related well, you to never you never know uh, sometimes uh, old uh, stone tools uh, various points uh, can look well, quite a lot of, like rocks, so I hope you'll uh, keep a yep. sharp eye for things like that. Sure. And just to, he'll just clarify that the geology students, uh, the purpose of this dig is being funded by the uh, Federated Oil Company, um, and their interest is mainly in minerals and rocks and ore. Well, that's exactly why I asked. I doubt Federated Oil would uh, particularly care if uh, they had to... Uh, excavate uh, an entire uh, entire uh, human dwelling uh, with attached graveyard. Mm -hmm. Yep, so I, I see I your point. I think that's our job to care. Yep, I see your point. All right, so unless you guys have questions, we can start splitting things up and you guys can get on your way. Yep, that's fine. Yeah, it's just a matter yes, of what uh, you want to deal with first. Well, uh, I guess we, uh, I'm sure we're all eager to hear uh, the local legend area about the uh, mole men. <laughs> we're going to see if we can find something. I'm going straight to the library. Well, let's see. Who do we, we have? Well, I'll go ahead and join you there, Tug, um, when we get bored. Uh, sure we, don't we, have a, a, we don't have a truck. So are we going to walk into town? or Wait, we've got a car, don't we? Yeah. We have two cars. Um, two cars and a truck. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if they've got a, like a historical society. It's probably just part of their library, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so basically, the way I got it on my notes here is that we have Jack and Charlie are together on the geology group. Yes. The rest of you, uh, Mick, who's not here yet, um, he's folklore, as is Jerry and Tug. So let's do this. Um, All right, let's start with the folklore first, and then depending on how that goes, I'll bounce back and forth a little bit. Okay. So you guys jump in your cars, um, you drive into town, and really it's just a matter of if you guys want to split up. I mean, I kind of don't recommend that to no. some. Let's, uh, let's go to the library together, Jack. Yeah. See if we can find any any local folklore. It, it, it can't be that large of a library. I think between the two no. of us, we should be able to cover uh, what they have. I'll I'll go up to the librarian if there's a library. There's got to be a librarian. Mm -hmm. um, excuse me. Uh, uh, we're from out of town. We're from uh, the university down in uh, Massachusetts. We study folklore, and we were wondering if you could point us in the right direction as to local folklore. Yeah, how, how do you do? Uh, my name is Mrs. Carruthers. Um, if you're taking notes, it's Mabel Carruthers. 
labeled brothers. Um, I said, I'm, uh, I'm Tug Thompson. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, how long I'm Jerry you Dorn. It's a pleasure. Jerry, nice to meet you. How long are you guys in town for? Well, uh, we, we came on a, on a field trip because some of the geology students are doing a, a geology dig for the oil company or something like that. And we just thought we hadn't been in this area, so we would, uh, we would tag along and look into the local folklore. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, she kind of pauses and she starts looking up and she's trying to think and she's like, well, don't know if we necessarily have a section dedicated to folklore. So do you have like some stories that you know about? Have you lived here your whole life? Uh, yes. Yep. I've been here my whole time. Any local legends? Um, or can you, point me, can you point me to somebody who's like the town wise guy? There's lots of those people here. Uh, uh, just something I want to clarify for a second. Yeah. Um, uh, Wayne and Bill are also here, right? It's just their alter egos are here? Right. Right. Yeah, so you guys can chime in whenever you feel like it. What about uh, Indian legends? Indians, Indian legends. Yeah, I mean, definitely this area was... <laughs> Inhabited with Indians at some point. Um, she will go into a little bit of detail about the Indians. I believe the name I gave you earlier, if you correct me, Wanapak tribe. Um, so she, uh, it's it's nothing really in detail. You know, it's it's all anything you would expect a librarian to know about the local Indian lore, she would know that. So she'll start to go on about the, you know, how they, the settlers first got here, they first clashed with the Indians and then some of them became friends and they co, you know, habitated together and. Uh, so she's basically going into a history lesson about the Indians, right? Yeah. yeah. And we're like, yeah, we want folklore. Um, well, thank you, Mrs. Crothers. Not, not just a librarian, but a historian. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you do you have any um, any books uh, that might have uh, records of uh, some of the old tales? Or better yet, is there anybody in town that you know of who knows everything about uh, you know the, the the ghosts and the and the the creatures that live in the woods and things like that? Oh my! Who's the local crackpot? Jack. I thought you were supposed to be a polite one. No, oh, I'm, I'm, sorry, you're Ter not I'm Terrence Laszlo Terrence. now. Terrence. Terrence you're is the snob. Terrence. Stop acting like a snob. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? You want to go? Fisticuffs. Marquee to Greensbury rules. Yeah. No one see I'm sure Mrs. Carruthers would appreciate uh, a little more decorum in the library. You can see that she's a little bit hesitant. Um, you're you're kind of asking her to like rat out a, a town local. Ah. Uh, I'm going to ask for somebody to give me 
some sort of persuade or charm. Right. Well, I said it, so well, I'm persuaded. I don't know how much, like if we're playing an NPC, how do we roll against that? Yeah. Um, well, let's, in this case, Tug's there, so I'll let him roll for his. Okay, good, good. Okay, so we'll let the player characters yeah. make the mm -hmm. rolls, and okay. we'll, the NPCs are just kind of there for color. Yep, sounds good. Um, cool. No, I, I don't persuade her. Uh, yeah, no. Okay. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, please. please pretty please. Pretty we, please. We just want to hear stories. That's all we're here for. Well, like I said, you pretty much, uh, everybody around here has a story. Well, so. maybe you can tell us where not to go. I mean, we are probably going to go over to the Baptist church next and see if the preacher knows any stories. Yeah. Also, I think we need to remember how close knit this town is. There, it's a small popul It's a small population. You know, they're they they're lined up like this with each other for the most part. Even if they're not, when nobody, when when we're not here, when we're here, it's us against them. Yeah, right? my character doesn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, Hello, bull. This is China Shop. Come in, please. <laughs> right. Well. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, That's cool. Be a little charming, and maybe they'll—I'll tell the dumb kid the story. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, as as they're kind of talking with the head librarian, you happen to notice that in the back of the—I mean, this is not a large building, by the way. Uh, I can give you a little uh, single-story wooden building, painted brown once or twice, weathered with age. Two windows overlook the ground-level porch, complete with an awning. Uh, two recently painted green metal benches out front. So, you know, this is not like a big, huge town library. This is right. like a small home almost that was like transferred into, turned into a library. Sure. Um, but Jerry, you notice that it, towards the back of the, the, the rooms, um, you see a, a younger girl kind of like walk past the shelves. Um, I nonchalantly uh, go over there. Uh, taking note of uh, what's on those shelves. Yep, and you see uh, a, a young girl, probably you could guess she's probably around 17 or so, uh, and she's got a stack of books, and it looks like she's putting books back on the shelves. Uh, what's, uh, what's the subject? Uh, she's, she's jumping from subject to subject, so she'll put one back, and then she'll walk around to another section and put another right. book back. She's got a cart with her but, with books on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, only you must be a, you must be you must be a quite a reader and fast. Uh, she kind of looks up at you with a little bit of an attitude, and she's like, "I work here." <laughs> oh well, uh, I suppose I suppose I suppose that means uh, you uh, barely have time to read with uh, all the other uh, traffic the library gets. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a small town, so it does kind of, there. it's not exactly excitement city in here, so I do. What do you read when you're, what do you read when you're bored? Oh, every everything I can get my hands on. I mean, history, fiction, uh, murder mysteries. Mysteries. Uh, are there any local mysteries? Uh, we uh, come up from the university uh, studying uh, folklore and legends, things like that. You're asking her for books or for stories? I'm leaving it ambiguous 
Okay. As it sounded. Um, she's like, well, I'm, what, we, we don't necessarily have a section for that sort of thing. So if there's a particular book that you are looking for. Maybe you can recommend one. I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind um, for local local history like that. Mrs. Carruthers might know more. She's been here well, she long. definitely knows some history. Uh, she uh, was recounting some of the uh, Indian history, but didn't seem to know, uh, know a lot of stories. Uh, you know, old tales, folk tales, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, yeah. Do you know anyone who does? Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be Indian tales. Any tales will do. We'd just like to know uh, know what people uh, know hereabouts. She she's hesitating, but she then she she says, "Well, you know what? If I were you, I would talk to Miss Bellwether, Agnes Bellwether. Uh, she's an older woman. She lives out there by herself. Uh, she's she's got basically she can tell you the entire history of the town. Uh, she'll chew your ear off. So." That does sound like just the person. And whereabouts did you say we could find her? She'll give you directions. It's basically on the outside, on the edge of town. Guys, and, we, uh, we, we need to and, go. We're just wasting time here. And uh, whereabouts? Oh, my uh, my friends are impatient. Uh, whereabouts can I find you when you're not uh, stocking shelves? Um, I'm around. <laughs> so well, yes, it is a small town. I'm sure we'll cross paths again. Exactly. So I head out. Yeah. Okay. Come on, guys. So should we go over to the Baptist church, see if the preacher knows anything? Well, according to uh, that young lady, we should find Agnes Bellwether. Oh, uh, you got a name. Excellent. Yeah, she said uh, she's an older woman who knows uh, pretty much the entire history of the town and probably a lot of stories, too. Uh, said she lives a fair way out, uh, maybe uh, not quite as far as our uh, residence, but uh, All right, well, let's follow almost a mile direction. outside of town. Let's let's go see her. Sounds sounds creepy. Well, and I keep my eyes out looking around to see uh, if I see any mole yeah. men. Well. <laughs> Um, it would be creepier, of course, if she, uh, also knew the, uh, epic poetry, uh, recited by the, uh, undermen, uh, when they rise up, uh, out of the ground at the crossroads at midnight and uh, the citizens away. Uh, you're driving me crazy with all that stuff. No. Are you talking about that Alistair Crowley guy again? Oh, no, Jack, told, I, I, Jack told me that you said I, weird shit, Jerry. I, I I've been warned about the, you, uh, man. Uh, the, uh, the the secret. Uh, 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 I was referring to the secret mole lodge. Tug. It's, it's uh, like a moose lodge, but it's saying weird shit, terror. Jerry. Let's go. <laughs> well, Tug, it's it's a good thing uh, you're still the sane one after seeing. Uh, an actual mole oh man God, with a oh knife. My God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. I keep thinking about that little thing. 
it stared at me and its little things went like that. Well, you, 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 you keep saying you talk, that's, uh, that's how you stay, how you stay sane. Uh, or, or calling other people crazy for reading folklore. That, that also helps. Yeah. Let's go. Parents, do you have any uh, insults you need to get out of your system before we uh, find no. uh, old Agnes Bellwether? No. <laughs> I just said what I need to say. It's summer vacation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys are on your way to visit Agnes. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, let me do this. Before, like, as you guys are walking down Main Street, you're getting into your car. Uh, could could uh, Charlie and Jack do a listen roll? Okay. Is this back over at the uh, the, the dig? Oh no, so, sorry. This is still your alter ego. Oh, okay. In town. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Oh. But you you can use your stats. That's fine. Got it. Okay. Uh, oh, I have so much listening. Oh, two. Wow. I am like Daredevil. I have like Sonics. <laughs> Charlie, what did you, did you say you passed? No. No? no. Okay. All right. Uh, on your way out, there's people, you know, obviously in the streets. It's a busy morning in the town. Uh, people are walking up and down doing morning chores, grocery shopping, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, I'm going to say Jack, but sorry. Uh, Terrence. 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 Yeah. Uh, you pick up some like buzz among the sidewalk. Like people are kind of talking amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. um, with your, with that excellent role, um, you hear mention of uh, the name Emily and the um, the expressions on these on their faces are uh, somewhat of concern, and then it seems like almost for every person who seems concerned, there's another person who's like just nah, whatever, like don't worry about it. Um, and I'll say that I mean this is just a short like in passing sort of thing, so you're not getting a lot of detail, mm -hmm. but you you hear the word missing. Okay. Now, have we heard the name Emily before yet? No. Okay. Just making sure. Yep. So do you want to act on that information, or do you want to just keep going to visit Agnes? Who's, who's I, the, what was the name of the, the, the woman who died at the, the house we're staying in? Oh, uh, that was Sarah? Sarah. Okay. That's what I was getting. Well, it's a little yeah. girl, though, right? Mm -hmm. Right, right. I, th I don't think I'm going to act on it right now, but okay. I'm, I'm going to definitely make a mental note and maybe talk to the deputy about it if he swings by or the sheriff if they swing by. Yep. Or I'll, t I'll tell Robert, maybe. Sure. Uh, Ted, what did you just say about a little girl? I said Susan was a little girl, right, that died and haunts the... Uh, no, that was... First of all, it was Sarah. Sarah. She she's the one that was the sheriff's sister. Sarah Shade. Consumption. Oh, why do I have daughter written down? Sister. Okay. All right. Corrections. Yep. All right. So I'm sorry, Wayne. What what's your alter ego's name? Uh, I don't think we 
I think Wayne is is Wayne playing Lewis Gibbons? No, he's geology. Uh, Jason Trent isn't one of us. Jason Trent. William, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's getting confusing. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yes. So, do Agnes. I jump to geology people or? Uh, let's talk a little bit with Agnes first. Okay. Um. You follow her directions. They were pretty clear. You see there's a small house, a um, little bit on the rundown side. Uh, it, it's basically like it could use a coat of paint. Um, and there's a woman actually sitting on her front porch in a rocking chair. And she's got a cat in her lap and she's petting her cat. Good morning. She just kind of like tilts her head and barely a wave. And then continues <laughs> better, better cat. Well, I, I walk up onto the, uh, the up, up the path towards her porch with a big smile on my face. And I okay. say, followed I say, by three other people. Yeah. I'm like, uh, hi, we're, we're students from Miskatonic University in Massachusetts. And we're on, we're on our summer break. Uh, but we're all folklore students. And, uh, we were told by somebody uh, in town that you know a lot of the folklore about this area, and if it's not too trouble, we don't want to we don't want to interrupt your day, but we would like to ask you if you would like to tell us some of the stories that, about the local folklore. Is this is this a joke? Is this your idea of a joke? No, ma'am. No. No, no ma'am. Uh, the. Uh, yeah. Librarian uh, recommended that we uh, come and talk to you. She says you're very knowledgeable. Um, and by the way, uh, I'm Jerry. Uh, this is Tug and my friends uh, uh, Terrence and uh, no name. Uh, <laughs> whoever Wayne wants to be. Ter yeah, Terrence and Wayne. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, People are getting more and more interested in uh, old folklore, you know. Uh, there's a whole uh, whole study at the university. And uh, we're told you're the most knowledgeable. So if you do have a few minutes, we would love to hear some stories from you. If, if that's not true, then somebody's playing a joke on us. Uh, you can see there's a definite look of concern. She's trying to, she's trying to judge you. She's trying to weigh what you're saying and what put all the pieces together. Um, but you're doing a good job of it. So I'm not going to ask Can you. I try to... charm. <laughs> well, that's what I think you guys are doing a good job. So I'm not okay. going to make your roll. All right. Um, so she's, she kind of lets her guard down a little bit now. And she's like, oh, all right. She's uh, I, I understand. She goes, you have to forgive me. Uh, sometimes the folks around here can be cruel. Um, I wasn't sure if you guys were setting me up for something. And, um, but, Yes, I, I do. I've lived here for, I don't know, I think I'm up to 88 years now. Um, what, what is there something I can help you with in specific or you're just looking for stories? Well, we're looking mostly for stories about whatever you'd like to share, you know, not just history. We're not, we're not that interested in history, but the, the more strange thing, you know, Miskatonic University has a pretty high reputation for 
weird studies. And the, the kind of things you can't really find in books. You know, ghosts and little creatures living in the woods, things like that. I'm going to uh, sit down on the porch and take out my notebook. Okay. Um, yeah, so she will start to... Um, she's she's kind of thinking, you know, the gears are turning in her head, and she, she'll start to tell you a story. She says, um, uh, do you, do you guys, did you guys hear anything about the, the Emily girl, the Braithwaite girl? No, ma'am. No. I heard some people talking about her on the street as we left the library. I didn't get the full story, but is someone missing today? Yeah, exactly. Uh, she's, she went off missing again. Uh, she's prone to wander off, though. She's not quite right in the head. She's a little touched, if you get my drift. Uh, mm -hmm. um, but still, the, the mother and father, uh, her, sh sh they should be taking better care of that poor touch thing. Uh, 18 years old, but with the mind of a babe. Who knows what you might happen in order wandering around these roads and woods in the middle of the night? Uh, I'm I'm concerned. I don't I don't think the sheriff or the deputy are doing their due diligence. I mean, somebody should be out. Like, I mean, this isn't the first time she's wandered off, so it's not like well, some people are just saying she'll turn up eventually. But the sheriff said there are bears about, but are there uh, other dangers? Uh, I mean. It's it's the woods. I mean, you know, right. all, it, all it takes is she could get lost. She could twist her ankle and fall and break a leg. I mean, dangerous. Nature's around. always trying to kill you. Yeah. Well, does she does she wander out of town or does she usually wander around town? She usually doesn't get far. Um, some way or another, she finds her way back. Usually. Uh, you said yeah, people here can be cool. Everyone must know each other. Uh, wouldn't. Uh, are you concerned that uh, someone who found her wouldn't uh, help her and lead her back home? <sighs> Surely I, the people here are that decent. I don't think I would go that far. That That's a little bit extreme. What I meant was people can be cruel in how they treat one another. Yeah. Um, not necessarily, you know, actually doing them ill. What was her, her last name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Emily Braithwaite. E-R-A-I-T-H. W A I T E. There's a last name. Well, they say that those that are touched like that are a little bit closer to God. You you may have something there. I I wouldn't argue with that. Well, hopefully they'll find her. Yeah, I mean, if if you uh, if you folks are wandering about town, then you know, please keep an eye out for her. Sure. What does she look like? She's an eighteen-year-old girl wandering around town. Yeah, she's actually attractive looking, um, but she's just she's just not there in the head. It's, it's like you said, she's an adult, but she's a child. Yes. We'll probably tell after we talk to her for a minute. Yes. Mm -hmm. We'd be glad to, ma'am. Um, that wasn't exactly, I don't think, what you were looking for, though. That wasn't exactly a folklore story, but that's just... That's front and center of my mind, so I just kind of had to get that out there. Mm -hmm. uh, folklore stories. She, she said, like, 
There's times late at night, I seen the weird lights. I heard the strange sounds coming from the hills. I believe there's a way into hell up there. I've heard growling like a mad dog. It's been bleeding like a sheep, buzzing like mosquitoes. Hell, I even heard singing a few times. It's as if there was the devil's own church. Sometimes it looks like there's fires up there. Other times it looks like there's new electric torches, but real big and changing colors. Did you ever make out any words in the singing? No, I've never been able to make out any of the words. How often do you hear it? This, I mean, we're talking, I've been here a long time. So she's, you know, this, this like happened 30 years ago that she's, she's remembering the stories. Right. Are they like, you think there's like, like wood spirits or like fairies living out in the woods? Is that what people think? You're going to find all sorts of opinions around here. So everyone seems to have their own explanation of what makes sense to them. Me personally, I think it's the devil. I mean, the devil was put on this earth to confuse us and send us down the wrong trails. I think these are all his trickery. He's, he's trying to fool people, lure them into the woods. Who knows? Do uh, people uh, get lost out there very often? There's definitely people getting lost in these woods, yes. But, uh, like, you're, you're talking about devils and demons or something like that. And can they, like, take animal form? Uh, I would say so. I don't know if I would count myself as a religious person, so to speak. Uh, I've heard stories, you know, the devil can take any form he wants. Like little hairy um, mole men? Sure. And I looked at, I looked at everybody. <laughs> yeah, that, that reminds me, uh, Mrs. Bill Weather. Uh, we, uh, we have been studying some of the old Indian lore around these parts. And, well, I wonder, uh, do you know any, uh, any versions of those stories? Uh, a lot of those stories uh, feature animals, uh, weird animals, things like that. Are there any uh, tales of that nature that people still tell? Well, there's supposedly an old Indian graveyard out in them woods. Um, I mean, maybe it's all connected. Maybe that's what this is all about, too. Um, you know, maybe all these sightings are just Indian ghosts rising from the dead. Speaking of ghosts, what do you know of uh, Sarah that's supposed to be haunting the uh, that cabin up in the woods? Yeah, I've heard those stories too. Uh, I don't know. I didn't actually know Sarah too well. Um, she lived out on the other side of town. Uh, I mean, we bumped into each other every now and then, but I didn't necessarily know her. Um, but yeah, she unfortunately passed from a sickness. Uh, there's all sorts of stories around here about her. She, I mean, she supposedly still haunts that house. Um, well, why would she? Why would she haunt the house? Usually, um, as stories go, ghosts hang, tend to hang around because somebody must have done them in, or they had some unfinished business. 
Well, didn't she die of consumption? That's a pretty horrible way to die. Yeah, but it doesn't really. Well, I don't know. You're 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 the expert. I'm I'm just following you, buddy. Well, is anybody really, is anybody ever really ready for death? Everybody wants to have something else to do. No, what I mean, though, is, I don't know. So is that right, Mrs. Bellwether? Did she die of consumption? Yes, that's how I hear it. Um, she, she turns to, uh, we're, we're going to introduce a new NPC named Wayne. She turns to Wayne and, and she says, uh, yeah, you... <laughs> You're on the right track. Uh, I've heard very similar tales and talks about ghosts and what keeps them here bound in this world. The only thing I can think of, I can't necessarily think of any particular tragedy, but the only thing that comes to mind is that she was married. So, I mean, maybe it's the opposite of tragedy. Maybe it's love that's keeping her spirit tethered. Well, uh, what happened to her husband? Oh, he's around. You'll probably run into him sooner or later. But he, uh, he didn't stay in the house to, uh, too many memories? Yeah, he's, um, he's troubled. I mean, when she passed away, she, uh, or he, he didn't handle it too well. Who would? Yeah. Are you saying that he drinks? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. What's his name? Jimmy or James. And it's McLaren. Well, are there uh, other uh, things like that notable for, well, not to be morbid, but uh, people do tend to remember and tell stories about tragedy. Because we saw some really weird footprints this morning. Little ones. Yeah, she does. There's like not really a reaction. She's like, that's normal. I, I do, think do you're you know right. much about the Do you know much about the local wildlife too? Um, some of us are uh, amateur naturalists also. Uh, that's why I was they asking about bears. animals. They have deers. They have bears and deers and, and same thing that we have. <laughs> you also wanted to know about uh, that uh, that local species of mole, didn't you? It wasn't a mole. It was a mole man, a little tiny mole man. And 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 it was after a rabbit, and it had a knife. Now, how what's her reaction when I'm saying this? <laughs> it's definitely raising a silver eyebrow. I swear to God, I saw it. It was there. I saw the footprints. I saw. It jumped out of the bushes. It was going to get the rabbit. Well, none of the rest of us uh, saw all that, Mrs. Bellwether, but we uh, did see some footprints. And, well, as you, uh, as you can hear, um, personal interest in these kind of tales uh, is definitely an inspiration to folklore studies. So have you ever heard anything like that? Yeah, that's, I mean... All, all of this, this is all, this is like an everyday occurrence out here. There's weird stories. People tell you things in the woods. Really? People tell you to stay out of the woods. Well, maybe we all should have taken that more seriously. How many different kinds of things do people talk about seeing out there? 
I mean, I don't keep a list. I can't give you a number, but I'm, I'm just telling you, I mean, we, I saw the devil. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I saw weird lights out there in the woods. Um, you're telling me you saw little creatures. I don't doubt you really. I mean, I think they're demons. I think you nailed it. They're demons. Yeah. And they came from hell to hunt rabbits because I don't know. They're hungry. I thought demons were hungry for human souls, not for scrumptious rabbits. <laughs> Those all taste nasty. There's no, no nice, oh. nice, clean human souls out there. Just well, dirty ones. They're going to get those anyway in the well, end. Yeah, but demons like dirty souls. You know, you, you, um, uh, Wayne, you keep coming up <laughs> with, with rules for how things work in the supernatural world. I'm well, like, this, this is- demon, monster, mole man was hunting a rabbit. So well, uh, now we all know why uh, you, you two uh, took up the study of folklore. You, uh, you, write you can your uh, book, your book write, your, write your own tales sometime. I'm sorry, Wayne, what did you say? I say you write that down in your, when, when you write your book of folklore, and I'll write mine my way. Yeah, but it's not folklore. It's real. Folklore is made up stories. And now Agnes will I will beg to differ with you there, Sonny. Thank you. See, you're always in good company, and I will get her. Well, what do you? Uh, what have you heard to be the most reliable story, Mrs. Bill? Whether uh, anyone yeah, who's spent a lot of time out in the woods, maybe, yeah. uh, maybe spent some time around that graveyard. And and to to add an addendum to that, um, what is the most consistent or stories that you've heard? over the years something that's that you've heard over and over again from from multiple people i mean if if i had to boil it down into one one particular thing there are things in the woods that are dangerous i would advise you all to stay out of the woods well when when you say dangerous mrs billweather uh what actual harm has befallen people uh people have gone missing People and have, never returned? Right. Uh, animals, like pets, cats, dogs, they've gone missing. Uh, their carcasses have been found. There's been, uh, I hate to, to bring it up because Emily's missing, but there's been deaths of children. I mean... Were the bodies found? Yes. In what condition? Sometimes. I mean, What kind of condition always. would they be in when they're found? Well, we shouldn't be talking about that kind of stuff, dude. That's kind of gross. Ah, you wanted to hear real stories, Tug. These are real stories. No, I wanted to hear folklore. Uh, and then, and then, write about the real mole men that you saw. So, yeah, let's uh, let's hear the whole story, Mrs. Bellweather. We're that is what we came for. You're, you're getting this right, Terrence. Well, you uh, well, can see. You're, I see he's busy writing because he's not responding. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pushing her a bit too hard, so she's starting to like. It's starting to. It's one thing to talk about folklore and stories, but now you've brought up the fact that like this is real to her, and there's a certain element of. I don't. I don't 
what the word is, uh, not gore, but there's a certain element of this is, these are her townsfolk. Like these are people that she knew. Right. So for her to talk about details as to how specifically they died, it's, it's you know what I mean? You're, you're pushing a little, uh, so she's starting to, to shut down a little bit. Well, and how would she even know in this in many of these cases? It's not like she found the bodies. Well, um, well, I guess we're not talking out of character, but it would seem reasonable that if there was a repeated uh, fabulous aspect to it, like, uh, well, they tended to be found without heads, hands, and feet or something. I mean, she might have shared that, right? We don't know what she's going to say. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Or she might find that improprietist. Uh, Ma'am, I, I, I apologize for my classmates. They, they. I'm sorry that we're we're speaking about your your neighbors like this in front of you. Um, this, it seems like we have no uh, no sympathy. Uh, sorry, I thought we were speaking out of character. We're not speaking like that about our classmates in front of her. When we broke character was when I asked what kind of condition were the bodies found in, and she didn't respond at all. Correct. She didn't yeah, say anything. No. Yep, we're, we're sort of melding. Really. Well, I didn't know we broke in character at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of you did. Some Maybe of you, did. you didn't. <laughs> My character is somewhat offended at this point. Yep. Uh, she's going to uh, start petting her cat again. She starts rocking her chair again. She's like, you know what? Why don't we all take a break? It's hot out here. Let's. I have lemonade. Do you folks want some lemonade? Ooh, oh, that thank you nice. so much, Mrs. Yes, that sounds... So she will invite you in. It's a little bit cooler in the house. I mean, it's a balance between you're out of the sun, but there's also not much air flowing. So right. the lemonade is very refreshing, at least. Um, so let's use that little break. We'll jump over to the geologist. Okay. Um, what? How do you guys? I want. I want to see if you guys can sort of paint this picture for me. Um, we'll say that you guys arrived to the dig site. Um, Joe is pretty much the driver. He, he'll talk when talk when spoken to. He's not exactly Mr. Chatty Mouth. Um, but he'll, he'll, you know, we, you guys arrived to the dig site. Um, how, why don't you guys sort of explain how you would like to set up the site? Um, you can go into details or we can just skip it up. It's up to you guys. Um, I suppose the first question that comes up is, have the chemical people given us any sort of direction? Are we looking for coal? Are we looking for valuable minerals? Are we looking for oil shale? What are we looking for? And then that's what we're going to focus And on. have they been out here prior to <laughs> us? My assumption is, is their people have already been here. It's not like they're going to lead us on a wild goose chase. Uh, go look over there. They must have some sort of idea or some sort of, uh, you know, there's um, a reason that we're here, right? They may have done preliminary tests, and we're here as free labor to do additional tests. Or maybe the opposite. Maybe they, they suspect that there might be something in this region. You might as well have those students going. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before that's we test. send out a team of. Yeah, before we send paid people out, let's just fund your little, you know, weekend, your week trip here. But uh, to add to that, there probably is a reason why they think that. 
exactly. Maybe, That's maybe that was my gist. Has yeah, shale and uh, right, right. Yeah. So, the um, those are all good questions. But what I'm going to answer that is that the professor, the geology professor, was in fact a little bit vague in all of this. So he's basically just kind of tasked you guys with go out and see what you can find. Okay. You guys will know if there's something important, if you find gold. That actually makes sense. Um, find gold. Can we keep, keep it? <laughs> Finder's fee. Well, if there's, if there's a river, you know, you can check and see if there's any gold in the, you could pan for the gold and, Lots of times there's little traces, and, but if you find some chunks, then holy crap. Um, now, I, are we going to be setting up camp here? Do we have additional tents besides the one that Tug is in back at the house? Yeah, so, I'm going to say that I'm going to leave that option up to you. If you uh -huh. want to spend tonight out here, that's up to you. So our first survey would be of the general landscape and see... Right. You know, obviously, a field full of trees is not where we're going. We're going to go for right. rock outcroppings or something. Right. Like that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, then we that'll help, that'll help us figure out where we want to set up base camp at. Because my I envision here, it's it's similar to kind of like remember Jurassic Park, the beginning where there's like a huge tent, and like under the tent there's tools and tables right. and microscopes and beakers and right. and whatever for testing so Maybe we would so kind of use so that we could work out of yeah. the sun exactly right. exactly right right i want us to have some shade to go to to kind of sit down and you know um here's a question for you jeff um mm -hmm. what is the i mean can you describe the landscape that we're in yeah okay that's a, that's a fair question um i'm gonna say so I think, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Vermont, but basically it's it's a very wooded area. Um, okay. Now, it's it's rocky and mountainous in some areas. Uh, I think I mentioned you guys are at the base of what's called the Green Mountains. So yeah. there's there's certainly a lot of, you know, boulders scattered here, here and about, uh, heavy woods at some points. Are we close to running water, like a river any, or a stream? Almost in Vermont, you can almost throw a rock and hit a little creek or a stream. Or okay. A okay. Yeah. I think we want to be near that, you know, as large a tributary as possible to sure. get the, you know, the faster the water, the more it's going to, you know, if, it, if we look up at the mountain and we can kind of trail down to the river, it's going to bring things from up there to down here. Right. Yeah. And there'll be a greater cross section at the, you know, at the waterfall or wherever it is near that. So I think we want to be near that. Yeah. Why don't we, why don't we do this? Let's, let's stop the car where we are and then we'll all get out and we'll all sort of spread out, you know, within five or 600 feet of where we are, mm -hmm. get some samples, see what we can find, you know, break okay. it off. And if it just turns out to be all a bunch of, you know, mud shale, then, mm -hmm. We'll move someplace else. So yeah, because if we're all experienced geology students, yeah, you know, know take a hammer, whack something, look at it. You That's know. if we were some, all experienced geology students. Uh, 
We I did come for the purpose of chemical testing. I'm a chemist. I know the rest of you are, are well, very you, fond of digging in the dirt. You probably have a little uh, kit. Yes, I, I did bring um, certainly a sufficient kit for uh, the proper testing. Uh, by the way, Joe, was it? You are making uh, another trip uh, back out here, yes, in case we're not uh, keen on uh, roughing it in the tent. Oh, he'll take uh, us back, yeah. I'm here to do Thanks. whatever you want me to. Yeah. He, he's staying uh, here with us, yeah. Yeah, he'll just hang out by the truck, you know, while we're doing our thing, you know. It's not like he's getting paid by the hour or whatever, so he'll... Oh, that's fine then. So uh, why, don't I, uh, why don't I set up uh, part of the kit uh, here in the truck? You can bring your samples back and uh, I'll uh, see what I can tell you about them. Right. That's fine, yeah. I'm going to walk over towards an outcropping of rocks and hopefully I don't step in any schist. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to play it to say that joke. <laughs> so my man schist. Yeah. And I'm going to go listen for running water, and I'm going to head to the nearest stream or tributary and look at look at, look on the uh, the shore, look at the rocks there, look at the formations. Sure. I mean, I'm, my 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 main thing is archaeology. So, but I think I remember enough of it before I branched off to be of use. Yep. Um, and. I'll just remind you real quick that Blaine is with you guys, so he's sort mm -hmm. of right. He's trying to help the best that he can. Um, I believe his focus. I might go back and check this later, but I believe his focus was chemistry and geology too. So that's his core background. It's just that well, if Blaine is here with us, then he should have had some sort of way. You know, he should be the one giving us our marching orders. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, to, to some degree, yes, you're correct. Um, but to the other degree, I'm also like letting you guys. Right. Okay, that's fine. Tell the story. Yeah. So, Besides, yeah. you know, they told us we had to follow Blaine. Fuck Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine, do you want to know what Blaine's interested in? Clarissa. <laughs> well. They're going go, to go hide behind a rock and snog. <laughs> Have a petting. Are you, sure that, are you sure that rock isn't a bottle? Um, so I'm going to go knock on some rocks. Okay. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll do some panning or some tapping with a hammer and, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Looking what I'm gonna, for that good federated oil stuff. Yeah. What I'm going to do is... So I'm setting up the kit. The part of the kit. Okay. I'm going to sort of fast forward this because there's not a lot of information here because, long story short, you guys spend the day you're setting up your base camp, you're getting organized, you're starting your dig, your search, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're sort of spreading out at first, which is probably a good idea. And then we'll say maybe somebody finds something, might be something, might be a mineral, not sure. You bring it back to Jerry. Jerry's running some tests. He's waiting on results on that. Um, it's hot. You're out in the sun, you're in the woods, there's not a very good breeze. It's it's almost thankless. You're sort of feeling put upon, like you're the students, you're not really getting paid to do this. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's, it's we hard. We love rocks. Yeah, it's hard to balance that motivation of 
you're, you're in this because you love it versus this is not exactly fun. You've called me Jerry. I guess my NPC's middle name is Lewis. It goes with the piano playing though, right? Uh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I just looked up as a name. Um, could each of you roll a spot hidden, and I want to see who gets the best. All right. The lowest. 35. I rolled higher 40. than that. 45 out of 60. 50. Tug. Higgins. No, Higgins. 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 Okay. Uh, it's late in the day, uh, but suddenly something in the dirt sticks out at you a little bit. It looks a little bit unusual. Hmm. And with a little bit of careful digging, you find uh, an Indian arrowhead. <gasps> Is it made out of obsidian? Um, there are small little mole handprints on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not obsidian. What is it? Uh, I want to say slate. Yeah, it's something that they can chip to flint. make it shine. Flint? flint. Not flint. Is it, I can't remember. Um, yeah, well, something like that, whatever it is. Flint, slate, something chippable. Well, obsidian is what they do make stuff out of, but. Okay. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, uh, I immediately go over to uh, Jack. He's the archaeologist, right? Yep. I'm going to, I walk over to Jack. Hey, Jack, guess what I found? What, Tug? What do you got, man? Solid gold. Just joking. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'll take the arrowhead and I'll, you know, give, you know, give it my amateur loop. You know, looking at it. Does it look familiar for what tribe? Can you tell? I don't know what you know. It may not even be that old. Do you have you have archaeology skill, right? Yeah. Yeah. Could you do an archaeology? You can make me roll. Yeah. (laughs) Really? You're not familiar with every archaeological thing on the planet. All right. All right. Yeah, you've (laughs) got to earn those credits. Twenty-six out of sixty-five. Okay, that's good. Uh, you can kind of tell that this looks like an older. Um, if you had to guess, an educated guess, you'd say it's about two hundred years old. Okay. Getting late in the evening. Uh, now would be the time to decide if you do, in fact, wish to camp out here overnight or head back to the house. I'm heading back to the house. Yeah, I think we'll go back to the house, but we will leave some of our equipment out here. Sure. Yeah, and, and you know, I think that's smart. Uh, also, let's remember that we've got a storm on the way, so I think we really yeah. want to take advantage of... Uh, so we're not going to leave anything important out here. Correct. But... Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm also heading back, and uh, I'm just going to take the uh, chemistry. I would. I would, I wouldn't leave it out here. Out here. No, it, also, this stuff is the property of the university for the most part, unless we've got our own little personal kits or. We probably whatever. do have our own personal kits by this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, we're heading back home, sir. All right. Um, I, I want to see how that plaster cast turned out. It's going to be awesome. Before you guys get back to the house. Joe 
turns to Jack. Okay. And he he kind of like looks around. He, he looks to see where Blaine is. Blaine's in the back, and he looks looks to Jack, and he's like, Jack, would you be interested in making a deal? What type of deal, sir? And he, he like reaches in those overall bibs on the inside, and he pulls out a flask. I would be interested in taking some of that for medicinal purposes only, sir. Of course. That's exactly <laughs> how I meant it. It'll help your driving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dri driving lubricator. It's a bumpy drive. <laughs> so uh, is it a three-seater you know, three in the front? Is anybody up there else with me, me and, uh, me and the driver? Yeah, I was trying to think. Uh, I think... Uh, if Charlie is the only like official character. Charlie's there, so Charlie, she could be. You can be up there with him and see this if you want, or just turn the blind eye, and it's up to you. I'm I'm writing in my little journal. Um, okay. Some of the finds like that. I'm in the back. You're writing down Jack, isn't? And I, I Jack just look, is I, I Jack is Jack is so Marvy. Jack <laughs> is the bee's knees. I heart Jack. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Jack Parsons. <laughs> That's I what am, she's writing. I am Jack's secret admirer. <laughs> I am Jack's delusion. <laughs> Fight Club reference. Yay. Okay, so I will take the flask and, you know, no offense, just kind of wipe it off a bit and take a little sippy poo. And what am I drinking? Uh, this would be rye whiskey. Oh, nice. That's good stuff. Any chance of those of us with interest in chemistry making a perception check from the back? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the smell wafting back through the... It's like, hmm. Make a chemistry roll. Make, make an alcohol roll. <laughs> let me ask you, because my intent, so maybe you either misunderstood or maybe it's not what you intended. Uh, Joe's intent was to sell this to you. Are you just taking a nip and giving it back, or are you? Yeah, I'm, I I did not understand that. That went right over Jack's head, and okay. you know, I, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm very much a Boy Scout. I don't. Uh, you know, the you know, just me taking a sip of this stuff is scandalous. Mm -hmm. So uh, I did not understand it. It I am clueless. So you know. Then he will clarify because he'll like he'll see you take a sip and like hand it back to him, and he'll be like, "You could count that as a free sample. That's okay. But did you did you want some?" Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Uh, how much for this flask and what's in the flask? Uh, he gives you a price. I don't know what the price is. We'll say it's reasonable. Something, uh, it, some pocket change I might have, you know, yeah. where I could, it could be a personal purchase as opposed to something I have to annotate against the Miskatonic University uh, tab. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Then again, yeah. who's keeping track, really? Who's uh, I, I was placed in charge. That's right. <laughs> He's keeping track. <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping track, and I'm an honest man. So, uh, yeah, I'll, you know, reach into my pocket and, you know, get my little change purse and, you know, get it out and I'll give it to him. And I'm like, that's sold. And I'll put the flask and its contents 
into my coat pocket. Sure. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and he says, you know, if you want more, you know where to find me. I'll be here pretty much every day. I think you might have some customers, but we'll just keep this between you and me. Because sure. the, the sheriff likes, he's, he's got his eyes on us and none of us want to be on the wrong end of that stick. Oh, I hear you there. Yep. The only one he kind of tolerates with that is his brother-in-law, Jimmy. Mm. Oh, interesting. And when I say tolerate, I mean he locks him up and throws him in the jail for overnight until he sleeps it off. Ah, okay. So I guess we just kind of rattle down the road toward the house and I'm yep. very feeling very pleased with my purchase and mm -hmm. get back and get some dinner cooking or whatever. Yep. Uh, do we go so to the dine? Do we want to go to the diner again or are we actually going to start cooking in? Yeah, you guys, it's up to you guys. Well, probably. <laughs> Problem with cooking in is you have to have food. Right. We have to be able we, to store food. We as teenagers do not. No, we don't even have electricity. So how True. are we going to store any food? I think we're probably just going to keep going to. Okay, let's just keep going and we'll maybe he can take us to the diner. We'll have, you know, whatever the special is that Anne is serving up. Mm -hmm. Burgers. Burgers. Mm -hmm. Charlie perks up when there's food involved. Said the man eating Cheerios. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we'll say uh, we'll go back to the folklore students briefly uh, there's not really much left to grill Agnes on Okay. Um, I would like to give you guys a chance to let's see who are the two folklore students then so that would be Terry and Jerry why don't the two of you give me spot hidden okay uh, nine. Wow. Uh, I'll spend another two luck. Mainly because I am looking uh, everywhere. Jerry, Jerry, you don't need to spend it because I'm going to give this to you both then based okay. off of his role. So that's right. fine. Um, and this, this, uh, this isn't necessarily like something that was hidden. It was just, I wanted to see how observant you were in, in the setting. So, these are things you kind of notice, like as you're sitting there sipping your lemonade, you're looking around her, her small house here. There's a few things that kind of stand out to you being the folklore students in that, like up in the top corner of the window, you see uh, hanging like a dream catcher. Um, over on the shelf on the windowsill, there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, windowsill plants of like different types of herbs and such. Mm -hmm. um, You could, you could make the assumption that these certain plants and herbs are recognizable to you and could be used in like um, folk medicine, her herbal remedies. Yeah, folk medicine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's not that surprising. Right. No, not at all. Yep. So that's what I mean. It wasn't necessarily hidden and it wasn't like she was trying to hide it. It was just something that the average person may not sort of recognize. Are there, are there any sort of things that are placed customarily based on folklore? Like, I don't know, uh, 
a broom over the door or something over the door or you know a little sprig of garlic here or that that's a good question the only thing you notice in that vein is the dream catcher okay does she is she christian does she have a cross and a picture of jesus on the wall or anything you don't see any signs of that now okay so do you have an interest in Indian lore yourself, Mrs. Bellwether? You know, I've, I've never actually seen one of those uh, in person. I've read about them. Uh, how did you uh, come by it? Is, is that an authentic dream catcher? I'll be honest with you. I have my doubts whether or not it's authentic or not. I mean, I bought it. There, there was a traveling sales guy come through town selling snake oil. Uh, I actually just thought it was pretty. Um, but it is. Uh, I mean, I tell people it's real, obviously, but uh, you, you guys seem like educated folks, and I don't think I could pull one over on you, so I don't think it's real at all. You find it works. Uh, do you sleep well? And I sleep like a baby. <laughs> well, thank you for the uh, the lemonade. Uh, is there is there anybody in, else in town like you that has a is a wealth of information about folklore? That's what we're studying. I don't, like I said, I, th I think everybody has a story. Everybody has an explanation. Okay. Um, we were thinking about going and talking to the preacher at the Baptist church. Sure. I mean, has, has he been here a long time? I think he's fairly new, actually. I think he's only been here oh. maybe a couple of years. Who's the, oldest, who, who's the oldest person in town? She raises oh, her hand. Yes. Not for long. Have you ever heard the new preacher uh, say he's uh, seen anything out there? I'm sorry, what was that? Have you ever heard the new preacher say he's seen anything out there in the two years he's been here? I'm not really a church going type gal. Yeah. Uh, especially with my age, I don't really get out of the house that much. So. I would go Very to the newspaper good. archives. That's a very good idea. All right. Because there's, you know, look for some local color, look for some local stories see who's been in the paper recently, see if there's something that catches our eye where we could do a follow-up, you know, not being reporters, but being folklore students, we would come at it from a different angle, so perhaps something a little bit more compassionate, a little bit more believing, a little less skeptical to let them really tell their story as to what happened. <laughs> it's a funny thinking of us as skeptical, right, Tug? Uh, well, good thinking, Terrence. Um, I remember that a newspaper man seemed fairly friendly. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he seemed friendly, but you guys seem to be kind of stuck on what's going on in the town right now or recently. I think we're trying to look for things that happened 200 years ago. Well, well, actually, speak, up, speak up, Tug. Well, I don't know. I said we we're going to go talk to the preacher. We don't have to, but maybe we could just go up to somebody's door and knock. I'd actually like to talk with the preacher. Find some he's, old, he's new old here Let's let's talk to the preacher. He's he's new here too. He might be a. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't go to the newspaper place, but you know, I don't think there's a folklore section in the in the newspaper. You wouldn't be looking for folklore. You would be looking for news. Open and news. And if they have an archives, then 
things written in the news, say, 50, 60, even 100 years ago might still be there. And you can Thank you. Well, huh. Yeah, but none of that's really what, what I would call folklore. Maybe I'm just the dumb one. No, I think we're just. Spending, I think we're just spinning our wheels right now. That's right. Let's uh, let's start with the priest. Um, we can yeah. always uh, go through the archives uh, if we find that uh, people become less talkative when we're here for longer. Yep, that's works. The archives. Uh, archives don't stop talking as long as they don't shut you out of them. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say. Plus, you never know, Tug. The uh, priest might already be initiated into the fraternal order of moles. I, I think they call them preachers. It's just a Baptist. I don't think they have priests. I'm going to say that... At least uh, he's not a priest, as far as you know. I'm going to say that it's been a long day. Um, you guys have gone through the afternoon. It's been hot. Um, you eventually find yourself back at the grill, meeting back up with the geology students. Um, you eat dinner without incident. You can now head back to the house. Um, evening is setting. Somebody sparked up the campfire again. Um, yeah, if there's anything you guys want to do now, now's the time. I, uh, I kept some scraps of food because I think I'm going to set a trap for the mole man. <laughs> nice. You're going to make him traps, Doug. Well, I'm I'm not doing this openly. Uh, just, so you're um, not telling you're not telling yeah, us. Yeah, I'm not telling you. Okay. I'm just I'm hiding the f extra food. Okay. Um. Just give me a rough like what what are your what sort of trap or how you know what level or what degree you're going. To? Well, I don't know yet. I I'm probably thinking a snare like you like you'd use for a rabbit. Okay. But. At the same time, if he's got a knife, that's not going to work very well. I just want to see if he takes the food. Yeah. So uh, I'm taking, I don't know what he eats. So I'm going to take some, a little bit of the hamburger, a little bit of the, the bun, maybe some pickles. Mm -hmm. He might like pickles. Yep. All right. Uh, no, that's, that's good. Um, anything else anybody wants to do before bedtime? Ask Tug, uh, do you really think those, uh, do you really think they're demon moles burrowing their way up from hell, or were you just uh, humoring the uh, old woman? I don't know. That old lady seemed to know what they were. You gotta listen to old ladies because they know things. Well, if you really think it's the devil, Tug, I uh, have some books I can lend you. I don't want to read any books. Well, that's a fair point. You uh, learn that kind of thing by doing. Now, books makes his, his head hurt. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I get stabbed in the middle of the night, you guys wow. find that mole guy and you kill him in revenge for my soul. So that brings up a good point. Uh, Tug Higgins and I think, Jer no, Jerry, you changed your mind, I think. You were sleeping inside, right? Yes, because it's haunted. Yeah. Uh, but I think Tug and Higgins, you were still camping outside, right? And we'll camp outside until it starts raining, and then we're going to come inside. All right. Um, Tug, when you get back to your tent, someone's been in your stuff again. <laughs> 
It's the mole man. He's been going through my stuff. And this time, all of your socks are gone. I mean, other than the ones you're wearing. Oh, no. Oh, no. What is it, Tug? All Uh, my socks are gone. Dobby is a free elf. So, <laughs> so you uh, you think the mole men are, are cold? Are they going to use them for a little shirt? I, don't, I just realized what Bill said. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to give them to him. Right. Uh, I'm like, dude, what am I going to do without socks? I got one pair that I'm wearing. You're going to leave footprints, big ones. Look, if Mole Man wants my socks, he could ask for them. But are there footprints Canada, around the tent? Uh, yeah, uh, are there footprints around yeah. my tent? How do you know they can speak? Well, the reason you saw the footprints earlier was mostly because the morning dew, uh, the soil was somewhat moist. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't think there's was any like conditions now. It was a dry, too hard. Mm. So, okay, you know, kind of. Wasn't really do, you, do you tell us? Do you come in the house and tell us about the socks, or are you just exclaiming it outside with you and uh, and uh, Harry? Yeah, you guys are probably walking around, and I just I just sort of I say it in the tent, and then I stick my head out. And, All right. Higgins, are Higgins socks gone? Uh, his seem to be there. <laughs> Wait, Tug. Actually, this time it's personal. So. You said, what are you going to do without socks? You're going to leave footprints. That means that if you had socks on, maybe the footprints wouldn't be so obvious. You think Ooh, they're trying to hide their footprints? Maybe. I mean, just saying for a moment that they, there are actually little people running around. Yeah. Maybe they know we're onto them. That's not going to work because my socks are way too big for Mole Man's feet. He could. He a big feet, them, though. Remember, he could wear my socks like a big no, winter hat. Yeah, no, you're you're right, and that would be. I thought that. Remember, would there be were a two sets of, There were larger there were prints. Sets. Yeah. There's the well, the only thing we have to worry about is little mole man. Well, why are you so worried about them anyway? I mean, don't you want to well, see? Now them he has real? my socks. Well, or he gave the socks to the giant. What giant? There were oh. huge prints too, oh. and uh, I mean, just imagine how big his knife is. Actually, don't you won't sleep well. Um, I look over at Higgins. I said, "Well, at least you have your socks. Can I borrow a couple of your socks?" I think he would be willing to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, sleep well, uh, gentlemen. Uh, holler if you see anything. Uh, tiny or anything huge and anything at all within a knife. I'm going to try to figure out a way that I can secure my stuff so that Mole Man can't get into my stuff. I might leave a note that says, Mole Man, get out of my stuff. And I'm making fun of Tug, but I do check to see if my rifle is still loaded. The rifle is where again? Uh... I put it somewhere in the kitchen within reach of where I'm sleeping, uh, hopefully low enough that I could reach it from a lying position if I needed to, but I don't know exactly how the kitchen is laid out. Is there a place I can put it that's stowed so people won't trip over it, but I could reach it in the night if I was woken up? Like under, underneath your bunk or something? Do I have a 
there's bunk. There's I mean, I, I can't we put I can't sleep on top of a rifle in a bedroll, so right, right. Like, that's awkward. Uh, and actually, that would make it harder to get to. I want to be able to reach out. And we'll uh, just say on. we'll just say you just put it in the corner out of the way. I mean, it's not like people are going into the cabinet. Yeah, the perfect. Thing, so we'll just leave yeah, it up. That's great. Them. So I check it. Is it loaded? Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And my stuff hasn't been rifled. Nope. Okay. All right. Um, evening comes. Oh, don't forget to write down your dreams when you wake up, everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, evening comes. Eventually, everybody settles down. Sleep overtakes you all. Uh, Jeff, real quick before going to sleep. Yeah. Um, uh, I realize out of character that uh, the occult score uh, that we may have refers to complete nonsense but jerry doesn't know that and definitely wants to uh get in on this like shared dream scenario and mm. i presume considering the type of things he reads he knows a bit of the eastern stuff is it possible to make some kind of a cult check or power check or do anything that might deliberately facilitate uh lucid dreaming or falling asleep in a more wakeful way he was pretty disappointed he didn't uh, have the weird dream that everybody else had or two people had yeah, so. no, that's that's a really good point. Um, I mean, I assume uh, probably he doesn't really practice stuff like that very seriously, but I think he at least knows the idea of trying to like meditate before falling asleep or something simple like that. Yeah, no, that that's that's logical and makes sense. Um, so because of that, I won't ask you to roll. Oh, um, when right the time on. when the time comes, though, uh, I'll give you a bonus die. Ah, uh, right on. Yeah. Right. Um, Can I make a suggestion too? How about he expends a magic point? <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I, well, if I, if I can do that, he probably could, uh, you know, uh, look in one of his books or maybe make a little uh, talisman to go under his bedroll. Uh, that's well, only if you reasonable. But, all right. Uh, after this is done, I'd remind me. Well, basically, I just want to make sure, since this is a long campaign, I do want to give you guys the option to do the uh, improvement checks. Oh, so cool. I'll leave it up to you. If you want to do it, great. If you don't care, don't feel like being bothered with that mechanic, that's fine, okay. too, either, either way. I'd be keen to do it. Okay. okay. Um, all right. So evening sets. Everyone calms down. It's quiet. Everyone starts falling asleep. Um, let's see, who, who can I pick? Let's, let's go random. Uh, just, just for clarification, there's a stump over near where I saw Mole Man, and I've, I've put my little offering of food on that stump to see if he shows up. But then I go and I zip down the, the tent, and like, I don't want that tent to open. <laughs> um... You sure that's a good idea? It's what I did. Okay. All right. We'll leave it at that. Um, Charlie, you are the lucky winner. Um, and by lucky, you mean unlucky. <laughs> we'll see. This, this could go either way. By lucky, you mean that you the keeper rolled your luck check for you. <laughs> Does it involve a dex roll? No, I don't think so. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> we'll say that um, middle of the night, 
you find yourself, you got to go to the bathroom real bad. It's You can't hold it till morning. Oh, well, that wasn't thinking. <laughs> you had some liquid refreshment during the day, I would assume. Lemonade. Too much lemonade. Too much no. lemonade, maybe? I didn't have lemonade. That was uh, William. Oh, okay. Do you have a soda at the diner with your hamburger? She has to go to the bathroom. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> so you get up, you make yourself, you, you make your way down downstairs. Everybody's sleeping. Uh, you go out the back door. The outhouse is in the back. You see the tent the Tug and Higgins are in. Um, you make your way to the outhouse. And then after you're done your business, you come back and you're halfway to the house when there's a movement in the tree line that catches your eye. Okay. I look um, it's dark. It's still it's very black. humid. And I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I would imagine it's pitch black. We're in the middle of the woods. Yes. Um, so, but there's enough, maybe it was a twig snap, maybe it was a rustle, rustle of a branch, but something you know, kind of makes you stop and pause to like, what was that? Um, my my little flashlight. How many batteries did we bring? Uh, we'll say the normal 2D. I think the other ones are 2D cells. Okay. I flashed flash it over here. Do I see anything? Huh. That's, that's a good. Wasn't ready for that. Ooh. You definitely see movement. It looks like a person. And tall or short? Um, average height. Oh. It was one of those like you kind of like did the flashlight across, and then just as you saw movement, it kind of like up behind a tree kind of thing, like it was trying to. Your... <laughs> uh, so what am I gonna do? Yeah. What time what time of night is this? I'll say it's about one AM. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm, yeah. I must be see I must be seeing things. And hearing things. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to bed. Okay. Yeah, no problem. You go back to oh, bed. I I will do this as a courtesy for my classmates, I guess. I will say, as I'm walking in, guys, there's a guy in the trees. <laughs> or at least I think it is. I'm half asleep, so um, you should wake up and check on that if you feel the need to. I'm going to bed. <laughs> and I go in and I slam the door. <laughs> Shut Okay. Now, does that automatically wake us up? I think he, I think he made a point to make sure that people heard him, heard her. So yes, I think. Uh, I mean, unless you're a sound sleeper, do it. Well, okay. the reason I'm asking is whether or not what I did affected my ability to wake up. Wait, didn't we roll? Yeah, I had asked you. I think to mark on your sheet whether or not you were a light sleeper. I'm a heavy sleeper. You're the heavy sleeper. Okay, so everyone else is the light sleeper, right? Um, there was one light sleeper and the rest of us was heavy. Right. Uh, I, I was a normal sleeper. Maybe toward the, actually, probably toward the heavy. So. 
Okay, yeah. so then you don't wake up. Uh, Jack, do you remember what you are? I don't remember writing that down. I don't okay. remember that I at all. Jack, who was the light I'm, am I the light sleeper? That's fine. Okay, so we'll say, especially maybe you're on edge a little bit, so you, you kind of, Charlie wait, wakes oh, you up right. and you hear something about a person. This is so convenient because both he and uh, and Tug had drinks. They, they they were drinking that moonshine, and then mm -hmm. of course Tug sees some mole creature with tentacles coming out of its mouth. And now we've got Jack, who just purchased some fine whiskey. Sure. And if he decides to go out and check it out and see something strange, I know it's not real. It's something to do with the whiskey. I'm a heavy sleeper, by the way. Okay. So, Jack, you hear this little commotion from Charlie, something about a man in the woods. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to grumble a bit and, <laughs> you know, pull on, you know, I've got my pajamas on, so I'll pull on my boots. I'm still grumbling. Charlie wasn't so good looking. And then grab a flashlight and... Uh, as I'm walking yeah. up the stairs, I say, I heard that. We'll talk about that in the morning. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> huh. And so I'll go out on the, uh, I'll, I'll grab something from my coat pocket, my revolver, okay. and I will revolver, flashlight, and head out toward the outhouse. Okay. Because that's where, you know, Charlie, I think she mentioned, you know, that's the only reason I could think that she would be outside. So not to be indelicate, but that's, that's the, yep. that's the two and two that I'm putting together to make four. Nature yep. cold and I just finished answering. Yep. Um, you get outside, you're doing the scouting, you're looking, you're listening very intently. Mm -hmm. You can hear uh, me snoring. You hear Tug snoring away? <laughs> no, no, Mr. Mole Man, no, no. I like, I, I like ice cream. I like ice cream. <laughs> no means no. No means no. You, you want to go for a, a rowboat ride? I, I need an adult. <laughs> you're, you're still tired. You just woke up in the middle of the night. Yes. You're grumpy. Yes. You spend what you think is a normal amount of time to look at this, and you don't see or hear anything. It's 30 seconds. Because <laughs> I'm considering the source. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I'm just gonna, you know, turn on my heel and grumble a bit and hope I can get back to sleep. You know, yep. once I get back in and get tucked in. Sure. Okay. You fall back to sleep rather quickly. Um, and yes, now it is time for the dream. The dream. So. Jack, you don't have to roll. Uh, I believe Tug and Charlie, you both dreamt too, right? Last time? Yep. I'm sorry. Did you have the dream last time? Did you dream last time? I did. Okay. So the three of you don't have to roll. So it's only Jerry who can roll, and you get the bonus die at this point. So you're rolling against your pal skill. And uh, what's the, bon the bonus die? Is just 1d10? A bonus means you, you roll once, you see what you get, and then you bonus dies, you get to basically roll twice. Ah, okay. you, you take the you lower get, score. You get to yeah. go with the better score, yeah. 
Well, the first one failed, so. Ah, okay. Uh, but the second one uh, is a normal success. There you go. That's that studious preparation has paid off. Okay. Your trip to the weird bookstore is good. But why do you want my socks? <laughs> no means no. I need my socks. Jack, this is a little bit long again. Do you mind reading again? Yeah, I don't mind. All right, here we go. You awake in complete darkness, not due to a starless night or curtained room, but rather the absolute darkness of the void. Frozen and immobile, there is no possibility of movement. Through your eye, though your eyes feel open, nothing can be seen through the impenetrable, impenetrable blackness. The only sensation is a slight buzzing in your ears, and this, through slow increments, grows in volume until it becomes a terrible buzzing. You think you can hear words throbbing through the uneven tones. A sharp, excruciating pain follows, and the darkness is replaced by a sudden influx of light as nebulous shapes come into focus. Discordant images flash before you. A fragmentary vision of a forest of huge, twisted oaks, thick with loathsome fungoid growths, appear first, the sky barely visible beneath the canopy of leaves. This scene is followed by a city of sky-blue marble. Slender minarets are visible, as are high walls lined with bronze statues dressed in medieval garb. The scene then shifts to a windswept and desolate place spotted with squat granite huts. Unclear humanoid shapes lurk nearby, dancing and capering, and round flickering green flames. A massive vista of cylinder-shaped towers follows. A twilight world illuminated by sickly yellow orbs. A sudden cold fear builds as you stare at the shadows lurking beyond the city's 30-foot high doorways. These visions fade and you find you are still immobile, but now there seem to be in an overgrown clearing of twisted weeds surrounded by trees, sugar maple trees. It's broad daylight, yet no bird sings. Powerless and immobile, you sense things moving nearby. From nowhere, you hear a gut-wrenching woman scream. You are awake, back in bed, frightened and confused. And I think we're going to end it there. <laughs> Good. Excellent. All right. Our players. Whoops. Who are our players? Let's see. Our players include Bill Mize, Wayne Worthy, George Sieg, and myself with Jeff Wilkins as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. 
like, share, and subscribe to our channels and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We like reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.